0: Mama's Christine Podcast! <laughs> Welcome everybody, and that's what I'm to podcast, the Christmas Podcast is what I don't think it's up to you, seriously, I am your host, Shane! <sighs> <Here>. Um... <laughs> You went
1: from one side of the mic to the other. That's not going to make any difference in this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you literally, no one can see it.
0: It's not like it's gonna go going to go from speaker to the next. One side. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs>
0: one side to the other to the next. I mean, I could not make good. it do that. If somebody's listening in their headphones, it's not going to go back and no. forth ear to ear <laughs> not the, because on the other side of the mic. No, no it's not. What? And so, it you doesn't have doesn't a lot like of that? wasted energy <laughs> that you just gave for no reason. Well, I think that the listener will appreciate. They didn't see it. Yeah, but you just told them what yeah. I did, so now they know. So I think that the listener will appreciate the effort that I put into my intros. So start, starting now, they, they're just not going to start
1: appreciating. No, they've always over 100 appreciated it. It is a continual appreciation. I don't. I think that the people that are, that like it because mm-hmm. I am so anti your intros. Yeah, the people that like it like feel like they need to be extra loud, and the ones that don't, uh-huh. which I think is the majority.
0: I don't know about that.
1: Like, they, they just don't say anything about it, except they don't want to be negative. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: and I get you. I'm You're not right. a negative guy. You don't want to be Here's negative out loud. Here's the thing negative people are vocal. <laughs> when people don't like something, they let you know. You know what?
1: How many emails do you get for, as a pastor in your career? Not like yeah. now, but. Um, that how many emails do you get that are on the negative side compared to the positive side? Well,
0: see, I was just saying to Lauren last night. Actually, my wife, um, I was talking to her and, and uh, about like if if another church came and like wanted me to interview for their position as a bigger church, something like that. And like <laughs> I was saying to Lauren, I like I really have no interest in that because yeah. in the position that I'm in right now, church plant. Well, we're three years in now. Church the size of about a hundred people. And it's people who are, I'm pretty close with, and when you a smaller church with that size, it's great because you can spend, you, you can pretty much know most people, yeah, um, and and know them pretty well. And like, I really don't get a lot of complaints, and that's part of the reason why I would not want to go to another situation. Yeah. You
1: built the culture, yeah, you and your and the people that are there, there built there the was, culture. So like, yeah. if you didn't like the
0: culture, then you weren't there,
1: right? Because like, there, you there, helped develop it.
0: There were no, there was no previous. Standard that I needed to live up to that other people had from another pastor. Now you worked at another church. Yes. Did and you get? Well, you probably didn't because you weren't head. You weren't head pastor. You no. But probably there were some people who came. To other people. There were some people who came from the last church I was at that planted us at City on a Hill. Um, some people who came who left like yeah. pretty quickly. But once once we got like cut six, the fat off. Yeah. Once <laughs> we got like six months in, then then that was done. Then that was done. Yeah. I, I still gotten, will get a random complaint, but not that often. Yeah.
1: I haven't gotten a ton of complaints either, honestly. But yeah. if I get an email, it's not a nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, if someone has a comment, they'll just tell me the comment. But if I get an email, it's not because they want they needed to email me how great, how much they like the sermon. Yeah. yeah they normally yeah. don't even tell you how much they like it. No. They, afterwards, they like, hey, that was a good sermon. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they have something they didn't like, then that's when they'll send you the email. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't, I don't get a lot either. I did get a lot of complaints at first because we didn't do meet and greet. <laughs> you really you got complaints for that reason um, so for some people somebody people was like hey how come we don't do meet and greet and I was like well there's a lot of reasons the, the main reason is I, I hate it yeah. that's why we don't do it yeah. but I have other reasons behind that um, and some people are like okay I get it other people are like I think we should be doing it yeah yeah and I was yeah. like well we're not going to yeah.
0: so and, then, and but those have stopped
1: uh, yeah, because the people, most people, when I, like, whenever I do ownership class, I talk about why we don't do meet and greet as an example for something I'm talking about. Yeah. And almost every time they go, oh, I'm so glad we don't do meet yeah. and greet. Yeah. Every time, everyone will say that. Yeah. The last one we just did, we had seven people. All seven said, oh, I'm so glad we don't do meet and greet. <laughs> All seven of them. Well,
0: um, you, do, do you know that we don't do it now either? You don't? You got rid of it? Yeah, we haven't done it for a while now. Do you get complaints? No. Oh, no, we didn't get any complaints yes, about, about eliminating it. Well, like I said, it was never... um. It was never. We never did meet and greet for the meet and greet aspect. It was we the, did it, it was for, for the transition. transitional aspect. Yeah. And now we worked out our service and changed some things, and where we where we took care of that, and so we don't we don't need it. My daughter right now <laughs> is is uh, we we're, we're recording in Eric's kitchen, and my daughter is at. <laughs> sticking her head <laughs> through a through the doggy door, <laughs> it's and, a cat door. It's a cat door, idiot, for going into Eric's basement because our kids are hanging out and playing downstairs. But my daughter is now sticking her head. <laughs> <laughs> through the cat door <laughs> looking at me and i don't know what to do i'm sure
1: sh- i'm sure those those be fine down there yeah 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the wives are so glad <laughs> that there's that you know what they're old enough now they are they play they play they, play. they just go on there and play yeah we have good. gates down there for a reason yeah. why buy the gates if i gotta sit down there and watch them all the whole time <laughs> the baby proofed yeah it is completely baby proof there's yeah. no way they can hurt themselves down there mm-hmm. um Anyways, so speaking of complaints, um, sometimes complaints are annoying yeah. as a pastor because you get like annoying complaints and complaints that um, aren't really that big a deal, but people are complaining about it because they because um, uh, they care because uh, they like it a certain way, yeah, is what I'll say, and they think if you're not doing it that way, they'll complain. But there's other times where you need to understand those complaints and listen to them and be held accountable because there's, there are times when someone's complained to me and my first initial reaction was, um, no, no, you don't understand. And then I thought about, it. I was like, you know what they have, even though I don't completely agree with them, they do have a point. Yeah, There's validity about. there. Yeah. There, there's a lot of times with that. And the, well, the way church should be there should be accountability mm-hmm. because men are flawed and women are flawed and people are flawed and we're sinful and we can very easily make it about ourselves and we ever, whenever we make church about ourselves it's just dangerous and we saw a great example and we and as a great example that's been developing recently from um, the a pastor named James McDonald
0: do you know James McDonald um, I didn't know too much about him before all of this happened, but I know he's a mega church pastor at Harvest Bible Church. Chapel. Harvest Bible Chapel yep. um, in a suburb of Chicago.
1: I, I remember seeing this YouTube video a long time ago mm-hmm. about, it maybe one that long ago, but it was about a pastor who pretended to be homeless and sit outside of, of one of their churches. Yeah. And to see if anybody would like look at him or talk to him, whatever and the people just kept walking by walking by and just uh-huh. ignoring him and then he walked up as the homeless pastor took it off and revealed he was a head pastor. Yeah, um, and chastised. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but this guy got in major trouble mm-hmm. um, and, it, and it's leading to a great conversation about yeah. church culture. So, let's talk about first how he got in trouble mm-hmm. and we'll give the story um, and you can find all this and better explained honestly online, just look up James McDonald. Um and there's other past we're gonna talk about. But James McDonald has been a pastor for a long time, mega church pastor. Thirty years or something like that. Yeah right? So um, he re- again, he's part of a really big church, and that he he's the founder of. Mm-hmm. So there was a a lengthy series of scandals mm-hmm. that were being uncovered all the time, and um, there's different allegations of him bullying staff and board members, mm-hmm. uh, intimidation, dishonesty, and just mismanaging finances and and not being up front with your finances. Yeah. Um, There was a lot of that. Um, There were supposedly, like, some
0: board members, if they disagree with them, would be, like, like, let go. Basically, if anybody opposed anything that James McDonald said or was doing or if somebody confronted him about anything like there were three elders in the church who were um involved i don't know if they were on the board or what exactly their church structure is but they were leaders in the church who who were starting to get together and say look some of these things that are going on is not healthy and it's not productive Mm -hmm. and it's not the way that a church should be run and they were starting to confront the pastor about it James McDonald. And what James McDonald did was just eliminated them from leadership positions. Yeah. Stripped them from from being an elder in the church. Didn't allow them to 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 even voice their opinion. And that even happened with a couple staff members, too. If, if you opposed anything that he was doing or the way that he went about it, it wasn't a conversation. It yep. was, you are now eliminated. Yeah. You are now no longer a part of this. So this is not what he got in trouble for.
1: This, this has just been, like, things that have been coming out yes. slowly um, about, like, the culture of
0: James McDonald and and that kind of stuff. And every time that something like that would happen... Uh, the the church and the uh, and the other elders who were left on the church uh, 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 the leadership position instead of actually confronting the issue they mm-hmm. would just sweep it under the rug and it was always like uh, like uh, brand management yeah and and making sure that it wasn't a bad reflection on the church. So where he got in big
1: trouble recently is um, there was an investigation happening. Um, it was was it. Um, Christian Today? Is that yeah, what it was? Christianity Today. Okay. Um, which is
0: based out of Chicago. Yeah. It's uh it's a, it's a article, magazine, uh, online uh, blog, those sort yeah. of things. So they were investigating all these things and trying
1: to uncover some of the stuff, and then all of a sudden this recording of of him and Mankow, who's like this I've I've heard about Mancow for a long time. Um he's a shock jock in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Who actually he's attended that station. church mm-hmm. uh, who was friends with him and, and kind of un like found out about some of this stuff too, especially financially. Some of the stuff they were doing, because he would tie. Then I've heard him talk about it. Mm-hmm. He would tie. Then he didn't like what they what they were doing with the money and some of that stuff. And so there's this recording that I don't. We don't know how it was produced. If it was on... like mm-hmm. uh, either way, um, that he released on his radio station where uh, McDonald was heard making vulgar threats towards the journalist and when we say vulgar yeah. um he was threatening to put child pornography on the on the journalist's computer yeah. to frame them to discredit them because they were trying to uncover all this stuff that he was doing and just other there was a couple of things that mm-hmm. that um, he supposedly said as well something about an affair like act like there was he, an he going was on. saying
0: that the, the child pornography thing and then he was also it's talking about trying to set up where one of the journalists who has been investigating him was having an affair with another journalist. Basically, he was trying to, to frame and blackmail other people so that they were discredited and that what they were saying was, yeah. was no longer valid mm-hmm. against his church. And, but the main thing with the child pornography situation is, and I don't know, the, the hard part with this is, we don't know like how serious he was with this stuff. I mean, he was saying this out of anger, Mm-hmm. Um and but even to even like threaten this yeah he didn't actually do this that we know of but just to even threaten this is unbelievable for a lead pastor <laughs> of a mega church yeah we're talking really about, of any church
1: let's remind everyone that it's a pastor we're talking about yeah. anyone this this came out would be fired from their position a CEO of any yeah. company but a pastor doing this so of course he gets fired mm-hmm. um and then um all of like the elders and stuff quit yeah like the whole team quit all the elders quit because they really screwed this they up had to um yeah they they i'm i'm assume they weren't given a choice because they really messed this up big time because they kept just defending mm-hmm. james mcdonald the brand and then um relevant magazine posted a great article and we'll put it in the show notes as well but Um, the article is called James McDonald and the End of the Celebrity Pastor Mm -hmm. because we've heard uh, about other pastors that um, this has happened to uh, recently, Bill Hybels. If you don't know about him, you can look him up. Um, But he was, I I believe it was uh, stuff with women that... Sexual misconduct. Yep. And the elders kept saying, nope, no, no, no. Yeah. This didn't happen. Defending, defending, defending until I got to the point where was like, oh, this happened and yeah. we've been saying no and we haven't done any due diligence for it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like they were just defending. They were like, I understand, get all the facts, get that. But they were just saying, no, this can't be possibly be done and didn't do any investigation on <laughs> their end. Didn't follow up. Because they needed to been. defend Bill Hybels, yeah. who what, it was another mega church pastor. Even Mark Driscoll from... Um, a little while ago, who Mars was bullying. Hill. And yeah, and literally that church shut down because of, because of him. And um, now he's a pastor at another church now, right? Yeah, and now the whole message of that church is family-friendly and that kind of stuff. <laughs> Where when he started, it was like raw, and he was a good preacher. Yeah. And a lot of like... And, and musicians, like King's Kaleidoscope came out of that church. Citizens, Citizens and Saints. Yeah. Um, Dustin Kendrew from Lead Singer Thrice was a worship leader there.
0: Some of the guys from Bad Christian were, were on staff there too and yeah. attended yeah for so a period of time
1: yeah so there... so but again he had to get let go and their staff wrote a letter and signed it saying like you need to go like we're because of the yeah. culture that was built but this comes to the question of the 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 celebrity pastor and what do we do when it comes to a pastor being a celebrity cuz when i read this and think about this and see like super famous celebrities it just feels completely opposite of what mm. Jesus modeled mm-hmm. and what was preached and what we should be doing as a church. And the scary part, which you kind of um, referred to a little bit is the brand of it. Yeah. Cause the, these pastors become the brand. Mm-hmm. So when you think of North Point, what do you think of Andy Stanley? When you think of Life Church, what do you think of uh, Craig Groeschel? I'm, I'm, I'm testing <laughs> you. <laughs> I know. Shane, Shane's base panic like, oh no. Uh, I mean, what are oh, you gonna no. <laughs> do? Um, City Church, which is now uh, Church Home, I think. That's that's Judah Smith. Okay. Um, Hillsong is uh, what's the dude's Brian name? Brian Houston.
0: No, is that his name? The no, Hillsong. no, no. That's not his name. Is that the lead singer of Hillsong? No. no oh, you're talking about, I'm talking about like the original. That's his dad. Justin Houston is the guy. Justin Brian Brian Houston is like the founder in um in Australia. Okay, I'm thinking of a um, I'm thinking of Carl Lentz. Oh yeah, 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 because yeah. he's in New York. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm thinking of. So he's and he's friends with Justin Bieber and yeah. So oh, is that's Judah. Um,
1: so, but yeah, the Biebs. Yeah. So this Selena Gomez too. Yeah, Perry Noble would be another pastor. Mm-hmm. Stephen Furtick. Stephen Furtick elevation. for sure. Um, yeah, when you think of elevation, you think of Stephen Furtick. So it's all the brand yeah. of Elevation's brand is Stephen Furtick first. Mm-hmm. And and all the other pastors, it's it's them first. So why is it so dangerous for this to be the trend of the celebrity pastor and the branding? Well, part of the
0: problem is, and and this is what is coming up with with James McDonald is um, when and this has really happened with Bill Hybels and Willow Creek. With Bill Hybels leaving, is uh, the danger with a celebrity pastor is when they they get to a place where they do fail. Or where they do do something that is sinful, that is wrong, like this. There are so many people who are following, and this is, is this isn't always a, the the pastor's fault, the celebrity pastor's fault, but it's part of the culture that is created. People who are following the individual and they're not necessarily following Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. They and so there are people who their faith is shaken, and the um, the what's his name, Mon- Mankow? the the guy yeah. for um, the celebrity. All right, sorry, the, the shock jock yeah. DJ, Cow, yeah, uh, the radio guy who uncovered this about James McDonald, he said that. He said, my faith has been shaken because he became friends with this guy and was going to the church, and his faith was growing, and he became close with James McDonald. And then all of a sudden, he realized this guy is a fraud, yeah, and this guy is doing things that is inappropriate, and he's the pastor of this huge church, and now his faith is shaken because it was so built around... This guy, who is just a guy, mm-hmm. um, and so when these churches grow to this size and they become as big as they are and are reaching thirteen thousand people, are coming to Harvest Bible Chapel on a Sunday, on a Sunday, and all their campuses. Exactly. Yeah, they have like eight different campuses, but thirteen thousand people a oh, be, weekend because of because of James McDonald. Yeah, and For so sure. when and, and any of those churches we talked about because right. of Andy Stanley, because of Perry Noble, because exactly. of Steve Furtick. And when a scandal like this happens, or when little things come up that they want to kind of keep under wraps, the mm-hmm. church—they're doing that because—and they're justifying it for this reason. They say, "Well, look how many people are coming to find mm-hmm. Jesus because of mm-hmm. the ministry that's happening, because of a Bill Hybels. Look how many people's lives have been changed." Which I do believe lives have been changed because of their ministry, because of Mark Driscoll, and uh, and people have come out and said that. Mm-hmm. But they think, "Well, if we..." Don't sweep this under the rug. If we don't protect the brand mm-hmm. that is this celebrity pastor, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, everything that has been done here could be, could be jeopardized, mm-hmm. and people may lose their faith because of it. And think of all the countless people who won't get to know Jesus who potentially could. And mm-hmm. this is how these, these leadership people justify this. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, let's just, let's just keep this under wraps and make sure that we protect this at all costs because people are finding Jesus. Yeah. I, uh, I love what Andy Stanley says.
1: Mm-hmm. He says, The best way for you to determine my faith is not me on stage. Yeah. It's actually the worst way because um, even in, in 1 Corinthians 13, it says, I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love. Mm-hmm. So the best way to show, to determine if somebody is strong in their faith is not how grave a preacher they are and how they can get people to move. It's how they treat their family, their staff, and all the other stuff. Right. So someone like this, James McDonald, who was a great preacher, a great leader, who bullied his staff, who intimidated his staff, and was willing to put Hard pornography and anybody that criticized him is that really the sign of, of a great sure. man of faith? Because he could preach well. Mm-hmm. No, it's just he can put on the show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the brand thing is is really dangerous. And I like um, what Relevant magazines, I was reading from this article. Um, it says the biblical model for a pastor could not have less in common with the modern celebrity. As Paul tells Timothy, pastors are to be temperate, self controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap, lover of money. Mm-hmm. None of these things are particularly compatible with the entitlements and hubris. That accompany fame, yeah. So when when you get to that That's point spot on. where you're that big celebrity, and we had an episode a long time ago about how much money a pastor should make, mm-hmm. because I do I'm. I get really upset when I find out that pastors are making so much money. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know what that number is. I don't mind if Stephen Furtick's making a bunch of money because um, he's selling books. Because mm-hmm. you're not telling me I'm sinning if I don't buy your book. I get it. And I and I understand it could be dangerous because you use the model of church to then sell your book. I, I can understand that mm-hmm. topic. But I don't mind if you make money off books because I don't have to buy that book. But... When we're told we have to tithe, which we do, Mm -hmm. and then you take an insane amount of money, take millions of dollars for a salary, when we as a church should be helping the poor and feeding them. Like, we should, I don't care how much you do give, give more. There should be a cap. Like, I have a cap, not that I think I'll ever even get close to that cap. Yeah. Um, And maybe my cap's even too high. Maybe my cap is selfish, but it's it's so worrisome when you get to that point Mm -hmm. and that level. So, well, what do you do when you get to that point? Like, it's not. Is it James McDonald's fault that he was a great leader and built a huge church? Like, should he have not built that huge church? Is it Bill Hybel's fault that he was a great communicator and knew how to lead? Like, is Andy Stanley sinning by being a pastor of a church? That's a question that I have trouble wrestling with because they are celebrity pastors, but
0: I I don't know how to, how to deal with it. And there are certain guys like that of all the celebrity pastors that we've listed so far, I love Andy Stanley. I do too. And I, I buy into what, what he's doing and, and, he seems – and now we don't know him personally, but he seems like a guy who is doing things the right way. Another guy who I think is doing things the right way is Rick Warren. Yeah. A guy who um, he has uh, – I don't remember the exact stack cause I don't have it in front of me. But um, he has donated about – I think they said like 95% of his salary Yeah, he has donated to charities and from the book money Books, that he's yeah. – from Purpose Driven Life. Uh, yeah, he to, mentioned Francis Chan either. And then Francis Chan was the last one I was going to say, yeah. who he literally left his mega church – because of this reason, because he did not want to be a celebrity, person. and he was because. feeling like one, and, he, and was he was starting to feel the attitude. He was of starting it. to feel himself, and he was thinking that he was, you know, the reason behind all of this. And he had to change. And he kind of was, though. And he was, um, but he he wanted. Which, it which to is be. is is it his fault that it was kind of him though? It's. Right. That's that's the thing. Is like God uses people and can do great things with people, but we live in a culture today that says if you're not big. As a church or a company or whatever it is, bigger is always better. Yep, is what our culture says. And so these mega churches, we look at them and we put them up on a pedestal and we think, wow, thirteen thousand people go to Harvest Bible Church; they must be doing something right. Yeah, yeah. They, th- however many people, you know, ten thousand people go to North Point on a weekend; they're doing something right. Yeah. And to an extent, they are. But bigger is not always better. Mm-hmm. We were at a church conference not that long ago, the Exponential Conference, and I remember one of the pastors saying, "Bigger is not always better." Just because my ankle is swollen doesn't mean that's better. Yeah. You know, and he said not everybody is meant to be a mega church pastor. Very few people will be megachurch pastors, but it's not the size of, of the church that makes it a successful church. There are plenty of mega churches that are not healthy, just like Harvest Bible Chapel. Yeah. We can say that now. It mm-hmm. is not a healthy place. Yeah. Now were good things happening and can God still work through that? the the, the Dumb things that people do, absolutely, and I believe that lives were changed at Harvest Bible Chapel. But it's now it is all in jeopardy. It's, because a, of it's a cop leadership. out when you when you use that excuse. Well, yeah.
1: lives are being changed, so this guy can be a jerk. Right, right. No, he can't. He's he's held to a higher standard biblically, mm-hmm. so and now because of this, and a lot more people it. are going to lose his faith. So and and all these people are now responsible as well, yeah, because they knew it and they slid under the rug and they had this. I mean, all these organizations have PR. Like, um, we I actually talked to NewSpring, which is mm-hmm. uh, Paranormal's old church. We've talked, we we know their PR organization because at my last church we had something with a volunteer that was like semi-local news, and we had to make a statement and all this other yeah. stuff. And so we called their PR because they have a whole PR team because Perinova would say some like outlandish things a lot. <laughs> um, and he would say things that would like purposely like, mm-hmm. he would like call like critics like jackasses. Like yeah. that's that's what said, some of the stuff he would do. Oh, he, in his sermon.
0: Was, in yeah. his sermon. He was trying to
1: get shock value. Yeah, and he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had to have a PR team and they all do, all these yeah. places do. But then that seems just so gross though. Yeah. That a church has a whole PR team mm-hmm. to defend the pastor, that just doesn't seem right. right. But, but you get to a size like I love Craig Rochelle. Is he sinning by what he's doing? Like, is he sinning by being a pastor, or should he shut it down because there's a hundred thousand people coming to his church? He's the biggest church in America. Like, I don't yeah. think he should shut it down. But there's just other dangers that come with it. I really think that the enemy has a lot of different tactics on how to trip up the church, mm-hmm. and some of it is I'm going to make this church grow really, really, really fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: see what this what happens to this pastor. Um, because France. a church of that size, you have the potential to do more damage than good. Yeah. And and now what will happen, and this is like when we were talking about uh, just a couple weeks ago um, about Lighthouse Church around us, and we just, since we're so local to it, um, and uh, the, now what we see is people who don't go to church already— Mm-hmm. Saying, "See, this is why I don't go to church," and it just pushes them further away, which is which is which is a cop out on their end because they're not going to go. It doesn't sound like they're going to go to church anyways. But regardless, Mm -hmm. it still adds more fuel to the fire. And so I'm sure that there are people in Chicago who said, "See, this is why churches shouldn't be trusted," and I don't blame them.
1: Yeah, we are here saying, "Hey, we believe that the God of the universe sent His Son to die for us, and we should model Him as in servant leadership," and then we get. Then when it comes to find out that we're threatening to put child pornography on a person's computer, yeah. like they should be saying, What the heck are you guys doing? Yeah. I get it. And mm-hmm. it's we gotta like figure out a way to to balance that because some of these people abused the gospel mm-hmm. for their own benefit, like the Pharisees did. Yeah. That's what they're doing. So that that's a big danger. And one thing Francis Chan in his new book, and if I said this, let me know. Uh-huh. I'll cut this out um, already because I don't want to bore people. But Francis Chan gave a great analogy when it came to these really big churches. in um, his newest book called the Letters to, to the Church. Have you read that? No, I've read it. Yeah, it might make you want to quit being a master. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so <laughs> convicting. Um, great book. But his analogy was that um he said okay i have a daughter and let's say it's her birthday and i tell that daughter hey you can have um whoever you want over for, to our house for your birthday to celebrate your birthday but we're not going to get anything we're not going to buy anything special we'll get pizza that's it mm-hmm. nothing else just spend time with you because it's your birthday how many people do you think will come she's like i don't know five or six people it's okay Let's say we now decide we're going to go to Dave & Buster's, this big arcade place, and I'm going to rent out the whole place, Mm -hmm. and everyone can eat whatever they want for free. They can play all the games for free. The whole thing's open. You can invite to whoever you want to invite to come. How many people do you think would come? She said, if i invited the whole school would come yeah. said so, okay let's say we do that and the whole your whole school comes and it's your birthday and i go to you and say man look how many people love you because they came here for your birthday yeah would you say yeah they love me or would you be offended and say they don't love me uh-huh. they're only here because of the free stuff and his analogy was sometimes that's what our church has become these churches become hundred thousand people and we go god look how much they love you wow. when francis chan's cool. point is take all that away and see how many people still come because they just want to spend time with God. Mm -hmm. Or how many people are coming for the show, or for James McDonald, or for the great pastor, like Andy Stanton's not preached one week, I guarantee you that attendance goes down. Just like in our churches. How many people are like, nah, I don't want to do it then because of that? And that analogy is, is... anti-celebrity pastor Doggone. which is why francis chan what he literally did he had a huge church he quit it he went and did missions and now his model of church is once they get to 30 people yeah three they zero they they multiply mm-hmm. and they get they they are now divided they will not be more than 30 people yeah they go at home they don't like that's their model now so it's complete opposite of that because he's fighting against this celebrity pastor stuff yeah wow jeez
0: Oh, gosh, I gotta read this book. Now. <laughs> yeah, be, God, it's so I know it is really good. That's such a good point because uh, it that's that that is hundred percent accurate. And um, uh, I I always see pictures or videos or the live stream of of these huge churches, and I'm always like, oh my gosh, how do they have all this stuff? Like there's and, what, some- and what's your feeling? That for I, us as pastors, I feel like, oh man, I wish that we could be jealous. Like that. Yeah, yeah, same same thing. I wish we could have a church that size. Mm-hmm. I wish that uh, like there are some. Wish places, we didn't have to rent I Wish, we didn't, wish we didn't have, we didn't to, have rent. to do this. Uh, there are some places that have like uh, the kids area literally has uh, giant inflatable slides and ball pits and all stuff. Like yeah. I had uh, um, a, a family member recently show me pictures of a church that they visited somewhere outside the state. And, uh, and they were like, look at this. And it was a mega church, Look at this. And they yeah. were showing me. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like in, in, an insane amount of stuff that when you look at it from our perspective, it is like, oh, wow, that would be awesome to have that. Yeah. But the, the crazy part is that no matter what size you are, it doesn't eliminate the issues and the problems that you face as a church. They're just different problems. There will yeah. always be issues that, that you have to handle because that is life. And we know... Even though we don't always believe it, we know that money doesn't solve everything. No. We still think that, oh, but yeah, if I just had a little bit more money. Like this past Sunday – uh, a friend of mine who who works every Sunday. His name is George. He every Sunday he's always there and he's setting up stuff. And he said he was talking about the Mega Millions lottery or whatever, and it's up to a billion dollars or something absurd at this point. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, "Oh man, what if uh, my wife and I we were talking and what if we won that lottery and then we tithe that? You know, mm-hmm. that's a lot of money that would come the church's way." He was like, "What would you do?" if somebody just wrote the church a check for $10 million. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I could do so many things. I would buy this building. We would invest in this ministry. We would hire these people. And I'm going through the list of how awesome that would be. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't eliminate our problems. And would, would any of that list be give it away? We would have to tie them.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Even But even think of that, that idea, that model that we just mm-hmm. talked about. Because I do the same thing. I'm yeah. not passionate on this. You were giving $10 million and yep. you'll say, oh, I'll give a million of it away. Yeah. Really? You, maybe you should give like $5 million away because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we have an opioid problem. Right, right, Like right. maybe we should give a lot more Absolutely. away. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's not where our mind jumps to. No. Even know? like, man, I want $100 million. I'll give 10% of that. Why don't you give 50? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't you need all that? Right, right. But in my head, I'm like, I'm not giving that much away. Cause yeah. it's just that's our selfish, sinful desire. Mm-hmm. And I do the same exact thing. When I look at another church, that's a lot bigger. I'm like, man, it'd be nice if we were that big. Yeah. And that's that's sinful. It is sinful. That, that's what it is every time. It's mm-hmm. it's not appreciating the blessing and the responsibility God has currently given me. Mm-hmm. And then eventually we we never what size do you think you'll get to where you're not looking at a bigger size? I don't think you ever will. You ever will. Unless you're Craig Shell, the biggest church in america yeah. like you could you we could have 500 can you imagine 500 people come to our churches right now oh that'd be awesome it'd be crazy yeah. but if you had 500 people and know what your temptation would be why don't we have a thousand people coming to this yeah church? yeah <laughs> and so that think of that mindset and now you know how james mcdonald happens mm-hmm. how you get to this level where you are above approach mm-hmm. like you are so high up no one can ever touch you and and here's what's crazy about these, and we talked about this before we started. These pastors, mm-hmm. Stephen Furtick, Perry Noble, all this stuff, you know who holds them accountable? Mm-hmm. Each other. Yeah. Literally, we know that. They've yeah. said that publicly. That Stephen Furtick, his his people that hold him accountable, his board are other mega church
0: pastors. Yeah. He followed the model of I don't remember the guy's name, but there's there's a guy in like Texas or something like that. Or Stephen Furtick literally mirrored exactly what this guy did and this guy is an expert on building mega churches yeah that's what he does and so steven furtick and i and i i like a lot of the stuff that Stephen furtick puts out i don't necessarily eh, I'm, I'm i'm not as much yeah Steve furtick guy. i don't i don't really trust a lot of it because of, of well there was like a whole thing about how much money he makes and we talked about that a long time ago you know he also has a writing credit in every single elevation worship song yeah. Every
1: single one. Yeah, yeah. You know what a writing credit means? It means paid. Money. Yeah. Anyways, keep going.
0: Uh, but some of this like the some of the books that he's written I I've, I've read and I enjoy them. Yeah, I did too. Uh, and there are, he, I think he's a great preacher, great sermon illustrations, but he literally followed the model of how to build a mega church. And that's what a lot of these people do. Um and there's that that temptation there and that temptation uh, you know, I, if you go the route of planting a church to have a mega church, then there's something wrong. I think that to start a church and and this we both have started churches, the idea and the men not that we have everything figured out, but the idea and the mentality has to be Jesus first at all times. Mm-hmm. It's this is not for my glory, not for your glory, but this whole celebrity pastor thing, there is an appeal to for us to be like, oh man, it would be cool to be looked at as Andy Stanley. Yeah. It would be cool if people respected me that much, if people sought me out mm-hmm. to do speaking engagements with at huge concerts or, or conferences or, and festivals and all these sort of things. That would be awesome if people looked at me that way. But that's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. And and if my focus is that, to be a celebrity, mm-hmm. then there is something really, 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 really wrong. And we have to
1: fight against mm-hmm. that. I mean, I've been asked to speak at places, and so have you. Mm-hmm and my reaction is oh like yeah I why feel, no 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 <laughs> that's not my reaction my reaction is like i feel good about myself yeah. uh-huh. like oh people like respect me like and that's like i can you imagine uh, let's do a sports analogy here okay. when um, a football player goes from college living in a in a poor neighborhood his whole life to now being a first round pick making millions millions and millions mm-hmm. of dollars and you see a lot of those people don't know how to what to do with their money they get in trouble mm-hmm. they lose it all mm-hmm. I think a lot of times that happens with pastors too where you start a church and you try this model Mm -hmm. because we try, like, it's not bad to try to be as good of a church as possible. No, it's not. It's actually... It's not bad to grow your church. It's actually a a sin to say, oh, we're just going to settle. Like, Mm -hmm. you should be trying to be the best church possible, but what are your motives? So let's say... I think for a lot of pastors, this can happen where all of a sudden you get this crazy success, and then you think, well, I'm doing something right, and then it turns into you, and it's very easy, like, you got too much stuff on your plate, and now you think you're the one, because Stephen Furtick's church grew insanely really quick. How does he not think that he's killing it? Mm -hmm. Because he kind of is, but how does he not... like? Their their worship team is like the definition of worship now. It's Hillsong, Elevation, Bethel. There's yeah. like Jesus culture. There's the four ones that they define all of our worship now. Mm-hmm. So and he gets writing credit on that and he gets money for every one yeah. of those. <laughs> so how does he not think he's 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 yeah. it? Like how do you not get arrogant and make it like make it about you and be, suffer from pride? I get how it can happen. I because mm-hmm. who knows what would happen to us if that happened. But that's why we need to con constantly be putting refocusing our attention and putting on Jesus and be surrounded by the correct accountability yeah I don't think other mega church pastors is the best I I th- I'm okay with them having like meeting and talk about struggles that only they know we don't know those struggles yeah but you need other people holding you accountable and actually holding you accountable not every time you get pressed like James
0: McDonald you let him go yeah yeah but so for us uh, we and we talked about how our church we we are part of the Church of Nazarene denomination and um, we, we don't have the ability or the right to just go and do whatever we want as, as a lead pastor. Uh, we, there, there is accountability put in place by a board of people who are elected by the, the members of our church. Mm-hmm. Every year we have to hold an election to, to vote other people who are not paid, mm-hmm. volunteer position, to be board members that hold me accountable. I have to report to them every month. You have to report to them every month. Yeah. If something is going wrong, you have to answer to those people. Yeah. And then at a, on a bigger scale, we being a part of the Church of Nazarene denomination means that we have a district that uh, that we have to answer to. There is a district. and every denomination has this. Every awesome. denomination has this. There is a district superintendent. There are there are other district staff where if something got to them. Where either certain now, sometimes there have been times where uh, where church members will complain to the district superintendent about something and he'll listen to it and just be like, I'm not even going to address that because it's so small. Yeah. But if there were an actual issue that reached the district superintendent, I would have to answer to it. Yeah. And I would have, have to, to answer be inter- to the board.
1: Yeah. They would interview you, ask you, grill you, figure out what figure actually out what's happened, going on, and then it
0: deter- accountable determine the next thing. Correct and it would be out of my hands. I I don't and I, I don't have a say in it. Mm-hmm. So, but a lot of these mega churches, I don't know if that structure is in place for them. I mean, they have boards, yeah. so technically it is, mm-hmm. but if But when you're that big, you control the board correct. and you can just say, "Oh, you're unfit to serve." Yeah, correct. and just remove them.
1: Cuz I know a lot of boards. The problem with some boards is it can become a the pastor and and a team is supposed to at least for at least in our model, I'm not speaking for every yeah. model. Is supposed to figure out the people that are qualified, and you figure out the qualifications. You need to make sure they're serving, make sure they're in groups, You need to make sure they're they're giving yeah. because they're not full. You're not fully bought into anything until your money's bought into well, it. Well, and you can't make
0: decisions on what to do
1: with money if you're not contributing. Yeah, if to if money yourself. Yeah. So. so, and then the pastor ha- and a team figures out, okay, who are people that can be elected to the board, mm-hmm. and then those are the people you can vote on. Yes. So that that's our model. Now you can. We if, have a nominating committee. Yeah. Um, and you're part of that nominating committee. Yes. So I've, I have have seen churches where the nominating committee gets a bunch of people that just make sure the pastor is covered. Mm-hmm. I've seen that, mm-hmm. where now all of a sudden the whole board is full of people that are just yes men to the pastor, yeah. which is not a good thing either, not right. being held accountable. But we do have a district. And even non-denominational churches mm-hmm. are still part of networks, which yeah. not, not a lot of people understand this, is... These networks that they're part of, Act 29 being one of them, Sense Network being one of them. There's a million networks. Mm-hmm. Um, they help you get started when you plan a church and they also hold you accountable and they make sure you stay by in certain standards. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people say, I, I don't believe in nominations, I wanna do non nominational. They are part of a denomination. Their denomination is non-denominational with this network. Yeah.
0: So it is the same thing. Because if Acts 29 is going to put their stamp of approval on your church, then they want you to represent them in a way that they see fit. And it's Otherwise, not, they won't give you funds. And it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. Yeah. Imagine, do you, do you?
1: what's the alternative? I'm going to start a church with no funding and no accountability. And I can do whatever I want and say whatever yeah, I want. It's a dictatorship. That's a cult. Yeah. Like So you need to have that accountability. So if a church doesn't have any of that, then it's it's dangerous. Or if it gets to a point where that accountability is fake accountability, mm-hmm. which is what this was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't real accountability. It was, it was perceived accountability that was used to get away with what they wanted to get away with. Mm-hmm. James McDonald, Bill Hybels. Because the fact that this all came out for years, this has been known, mm-hmm. and they keep pushing on the rug, shows that there wasn't real accountability. Yeah. Do any digging, any homework, any like, you know what? We're not worried about the brand of James McDonald or the brand of Bill Hybels or the brand of Willow Creek. We're not worried about the brands. We're worried about what the truth is. And whatever that truth is, we're going to, whatever the result is, the result is. And I'll say New Spring is a great model for yeah, that. Yeah, they handle that quick. Because um, peri- there was things coming out about Perry Noble, about um, alcohol abuse and all this stuff. And problems they,
0: in his marriage. And,
1: yeah, yeah. And they let him go. And they suffered for it, attendance-wise or business-wise, suffered for it. But but they did what they were supposed to do, what they were called to do. I'm sure that people left that church because Paranoia left. Oh, I'm sure yeah. attend. I know attendance went down, but that means finances go down. Everything goes down because of it. But at the end of the day, you have to decide: Are we a business that's a brand, and we're just get, trying to get famous, or are we a church, and that stuff doesn't really matter? At the end of the day, we need to do what is glorifying to God. And
0: if we know that a pastor is doing something got to hold me accountable. Yeah. Well, and when it comes to churches, you know, we hear people at churches say all the time, you know, this is a church and a business and there needs to be business aspects of the church. But it shouldn't be 50-50. No. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times churches will say, well, yeah, we're a church, but we're also a business. It's like, no, no, no. You you're a church first and you're a business second. And what that means is we need to be responsible as a church with the 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 finances that we have yeah the word business giving. just doesn't it doesn't feel I, right I, I don't like using good. the word I agree business. but I, I think nonprofits better but we understand the, the the meaning behind it and what people are saying is that like I need to be responsible for the money that is budgeted and that is given to us and we need to make sure that we are budgeting it for the correct use mm-hmm. and that's where the business aspect comes in mm-hmm. right we we have to make sure the lights are on we have to make sure that people get paid we have to make sure that the, if there's a staff at a church that they're getting their paycheck because they're working hard to yep. to grow the church and to do the ministry of the church all those sort of things we got to make sure our children ministry is covered we got to make sure the worship team all that stuff yeah the right. question is what why do they get
1: paid so much yeah why do they all got to get paid like that then that's where some of the questions come right which right. is which is valid question. you need to ask that right i think the great ratio um that the best ratio when it comes to church finances should, should be a third a third a third a third goes to operation costs, mm-hmm. rent, some of the stuff you just need to operate the business. A third goes administering that can include salaries. Um, and then a third is given away. Yeah. A third is in care and outreach stuff would be given away. A third is in you give away to the poor, buy mm-hmm. stuff for for what you're doing there. A third is for your allocations is you're tithing missions. back to your network or to your district yeah. or and to missions. If if that's that's a great model yeah. where you remind yourself, okay, it's we're not a business mm-hmm. because a business wouldn't give a third of it away. Yeah. It's not business smart to to give money away. No, but we're asking people to give and then we should give. Yeah. <laughs> like we we should not say, Hey, cake, you you got a tithe, you're sinning and then we're not willing to tie the church. We need to also to do that, which is why you give away allocations or yeah. whatever.
0: And I, I fully believe that that church finances should be one hundred percent transparent and should be yeah. should be visible to any person who wants to come to that church. And if a person comes to the if you go to your pastor and say, Hey, could I see like our budget or our finances? And if he or she is like nervous about that, that should be a red flag. But anybody like because I'm
1: a I am do agree like you can Google um, I don't know if you can do it for Impact Church for last year because we weren't really uh, but you you could Google the Hill finances and, and it'll come up because we report to the district and the district yeah. puts it all public um, for last year um, so you can do that um, but yeah I for owners for sure like mm-hmm. or members. Any member can come to a board meeting. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're, 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 they don't have voting rights, but they anyone can come. It's not closed door. Yeah. Um, it's never closed door. The only time it's closed door to certain people is it's closed door to us because they got to talk about
0: us mm-hmm. Then we have to leave or a staff or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I personally, I am okay if anybody would. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with, I, because I have nothing to hide. Yeah. And, and I'm actually, not only do I have nothing to hide, I'm actually proud of where our money goes to, yeah. and and I and I have no problem with people seeing how much money we put in different spots. And the bottom line is, too, I mean, when it comes down to it, I don't have to answer to to some yeah, random yeah. person who just shows up. And if they don't like what we're doing with the money, that's okay. Yeah, just I just would tell them just just Google it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you can find it. It's, but it's but what available. I'm saying is, I'm City on Hill is transparent with our with our finances, mm-hmm. and I believe that. Every church should be that way. Every church is kinda, though. Mm-hmm. Like you can find elevations
1: stuff. Yeah, you can't find how much Stephen Furtick makes. Yeah, and we can. That's a whole topic for another another podcast. Honestly, discussing whether that they, we should be able to see how much he makes or not, or if we like, mm-hmm. do we really know much he makes technically? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I do. I don't go to elevation. Right.
0: Right. Um, like a lot of times the you know how much goes to staff you have no idea how many staff that exactly is, so that's how what i was going to say a lot of times they'll say like budgeted staff salaries and it's everybody's in one and you don't know who gets yeah what, it's always right? that and way and any of those sort of things because they all give annual reports mm-hmm. like you can just go i just googled elevation
1: finances and i found 2017 elevation yeah. annual report so i can figure out exactly where everything went to um, it's it's actually really easy to do um but yeah it doesn't mean you know exactly how much yeah
0: but i think that it is important to be to be transparent and if uh and if churches are like shady about things or if they're nervous about sharing certain information that should be a red flag you know they i think that if we are trying to hide anything then then that's 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 not a good way to go
1: yeah and weekly average attendance for Elevation went up 16% this year, 25,000 people every single week, oh my God. not including online viewership. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of people go to this church. People in groups, 13,000 people are in some kind of group. How do you keep track of all that? That's crazy. Well, I mean, you got to have a lot of staff there. Um, they yeah, gave definitely. an offering of $10.9 to Waymaker Offering. I don't know what that means. Um, total revenue is $59 million. Oh my god! Fifty-nine point one seven in million. one year. So operating was forty-six million. Mm-hmm. Um, Waymaker, whatever that means, it's ten. I don't know. I don't know what any of this stuff means. Wow, it's very. It's kind of hard to understand some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they took a separate offering for Waymaker, whatever that is. Oh, okay. That was one point three. So you combine that. That's i don't know whatever it's probably boring people <laughs> ever gonna look this up themselves yeah. um, it's a really cool site out how, how they did it though <laughs> it's like anyways it's an elevation site yeah elevation just look up elevation financials you can find it. you can find it for anybody you should be able to find it for anybody it's not a bad thing but i mean so so what's the well let's close to this what do you do personally to protect yourself from getting to the celebrity past, not that we're even close, to celebrity pastors, right, right, right. and we are a very famous podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I guess people can't read my sarcasm. Hopefully you can hear it. Um, but you still can feel that sense of like mm-hmm. when I'm at church. I know, I know that like you're the man. I'm the guy. Yeah, and it's just by nature of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I don't know if that was if that's sinful. I, I just know it. It mm-hmm. just. Be so I know people are watching me. I know people. I know
0: the way I do things. Yeah. It's, it sets a tone. I'm fully aware of everything that I do on a Sunday morning because I know that there's always eyes on me.
1: Yeah. So what do you do personally to mm-hmm. check yourself to prevent you from getting this celebrity pastor
0: attitude? Mm-hmm. Well, my my prayer every Sunday is God, get me out of the way and let you work. That's always my prayer, and and humility has to be the first step. Seriously, when I wake up on Sunday morning, that's what I pray. God, get me out of the way, get me out of the way, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like, whatever that means. Um, and we just, I just want you to to have your way today. That is it, and really, that should be our prayer every mm-hmm. single day. Um, but uh, yeah, that and then uh, I meet with my my right hand, my right hand person is Linay. She's she's my executive pastor, and I meet with her every week, and we review what's going on and what happened. And um, and I love meeting with her because. She will tell me if if she thinks that something was good or if she thinks that something was not good. Mm-hmm. We disagree on things sometimes, and that's healthy. That's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. And so I have her in check. I, and then obviously we already talked about the board that the that the board helps keep me in check. Um, and sometimes I just want to hear people's opinion, and I I mean those are really the main thing that that I do. But uh, it's on a Sunday morning. I mean I don't know what else you can really do besides uh, not just that. Sunday morning, but past that too. Yeah, I'll even add
1: like we check each other. Yeah. There's times where you'll say stuff to me and I'll say, well, should you really be thinking that way and vice yeah. versa? Yeah. Which is good. Because one thing we do kind of always, like, how many people are at church this week? Yeah. It's a constant question we ask ourselves because uh-huh. it's just curious to know and right. it feels good when there's people Um, but that's just a bad way of of determining, oh, there was more people so we're doing better now. Yeah.
0: it's a terrible way. Yeah. Um, we also have mentors. I think that it's always <laughs> important to be mentored and to be mentoring somebody else yeah that's huge yeah and when you have a mentor that needs to be a person who is blunt and honest with you and is and can and can see through the crap that that we put forth Mm -hmm. uh, the first thing that we put forth and where that they they're smart enough and they know us well enough where they can get through that and be like okay but really how did this go yeah. What happened with this? Okay, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you had X amount of people. Well, okay, whatever, whatever yeah. tell me about this. You can see through the church talk. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's important to have a person like that. And that person for me is Pastor Kevin, who was my boss at Crossroads who plants a city on a hill. I talked to him, I just talked to him last week yeah. about and he he checks in on me, even though he lives in Michigan now.
1: You're saying that because he listens to this podcast. He, he doesn't all a brown noser. I love you. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna listen to this up in a text up. I love, him. He, I love <laughs> you, sure he Kevin. does.
0: You're my mentor.
1: <laughs> um yeah. I, one thing that we started doing at, at Impact on Sundays, and there's other ways I, I check myself, but on Sundays is we do a family service, which is just for the volunteers it's from 9.30 to 10. And at first, I was more like preaching like part of a sermon. And then um, uh, a couple people told me like, hey, we should maybe do a little different. It's like it feels It doesn't feel like great, honestly. It's like you're just giving a bad version of your sermon and we play a song. So what well, we started last week and what we're, we've been doing, what we have been planning on doing is um, we at nine 30, we start, we play one song. I sit on the stage for the staff and just kind of talk about whatever. I don't mm-hmm. bring my notes up. No one does any slides. I just talk about some of the sermons, some of the other things I'm thinking. And then we spend 10, 15 minutes of just, we kneel down at our mm-hmm. stage because posture is so important in prayer. And I think, kneeling shows surrender so we all kneel down mm-hmm. and we just pray over the service and some of the things we pray about is get us out of the way like you were saying yeah. when I, I constantly say before i'm preaching less be me more of you yep. less of me more in you that's john the baptist yeah, so I'm just constantly trying to remind myself because I'm very good at making it about myself. <laughs> I'm very good at making yeah. anything about myself. So I need to constantly remind myself of that. And right, right, Erica is right. great at that. She can read through all my crap and just like actually tell me the truth about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I have staff that will tell me um, the truth. And I've made it to... I try to make it a a culture and it's set by us, Mm -hmm. which why can be dangerous if you try to say the other way of vulnerability when it comes to people and feedback of open Mm -hmm. to feedback. I have certain people that are allowed to come talk to me just like you do. And if they say something, I will take it and I might not agree with it, but I appreciate you saying it and it makes me self-evaluate. I don't make that for everybody because not everyone needs to give me feedback because some people I have not given them permission to give me feedback. Some people they say it. I don't care what you say. I'm not listening, but there's certain people (laughs) I mean that's true. Yeah, there are certain people at, at church that like you don't their opinion doesn't weigh as much to you as as others. Yeah, because you can't if you take everyone's feedback, you're never gonna be yourself. Yeah, you yeah. always just be bouncing back and forth. Right, you right, need to be right. yourself. You need it was people. It's just funny how bluntly you said that. It's true the, though. <laughs> there you need to have people that you are willing to be open to and um, honest and. They have your best interest at heart. and You know that. So when they give you that feedback, you're willing to take it. Um, hey, listen,
0: Brian. I don't care what you have to hey, say. Hey, Brian, I didn't give you permission. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Leave
1: <laughs> there, me alone, okay? You don't have the right. There was one... I'm not going to give any names. <laughs> there was one person once that was talking to me and giving me all this advice. And I just kind of went, okay, okay. Yeah, In my head, I'm like, this doesn't matter from you. <laughs> I have, I have done that
0: sometimes where somebody would talk to me I'm just like hmm, yeah okay sure and honestly and and it's like
1: if if you don't come regularly if you don't give
0: if you don't have stuff then you don't have any opinion to me yeah. <laughs> like you I don't your opinion doesn't matter as much if, if you're not involved and yeah. it's amazing the people who are not involved who feel like I'm going to bless you with this yeah. wisdom right now if you're involved and then I get it I want to yeah. hear it. if you're if you're doing and
1: and I've given you permission mm-hmm. if you're not involved no, I don't care about your opinion. Yeah, yeah, because you don't know. And you can't you can't be dealing with those people all the time. Yeah. It's, and the bigger you get, then the more you have it. But you still have to have accountability. Mm-hmm. And so you have people in place that will be honest and make sure you
0: don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. And always check check you on that. Yeah, I'm sure that those are the same people who give their opinion when, when they don't really attend. Those are the same. Let me speak to your manager people. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's got to be the
1: same people. Yeah. And you know what? I'm sure... Some of those people have given us bad reviews on this uh, podcast. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We don't care. I don't care about your opinion.
0: <laughs> You're not invested. You don't know.
1: Yeah. Are you? Are you an NYMber? <laughs> yeah. Do you give us money? <laughs> yeah. Then we don't care about your opinion. <laughs> yeah. I think we only had like we only have like three bad reviews. But let's let's. Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm not going to read them.
0: You really talk about reviews? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care. It doesn't bother yeah, yeah. me. It sure sounds like doesn't it.
1: Doesn't bother me. at all. Um. But well, I, let's do a little bit of homework before mm-hmm. we leave. Just some things we haven't done in a while. Um. I, speaking of reviews. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say, but... We um we want to encourage you, if you have not given us a review on pot, our on podcast. the reviewer? <laughs> yeah. Um, to please, please give us yeah, a nice do review. Do it. What have you been waiting for? I know. I don't, we've asked you before. Yeah, why do we have to ask you again? Please. So, um, and here's what we're going to start doing. Every time we get a good review... Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we get any review we've we've been doing this i think yeah will we'll, we'll read it publicly let everyone know and give you a little shout out let okay? everyone know
0: how great you think yeah. we are hey thanks so
1: much <laughs> we're so vulnerable by reading your good review we're just trying to be transparent <laughs> yeah yeah we're trying to be transparent of people who love us um so um make sure if you have not done that because it is very 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 helpful when it comes to mm-hmm. um itunes rankings. some like that is your reviews and here's one we actually got that i have not um, we have not read publicly. You want to? You want to hear it? Sure. I don't know if you've even seen it because you oh. never check these.
0: Maybe not. I just I'm just a face, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Choo Poo Whoopy. What? <laughs> <I> Choo Poo <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: Wow. It's like Poo Whoopy. The title is. It's like reading a good book.
0: I think I have heard this. Yeah.
1: These guys are great. Super entertaining, and they know how to stay relevant and go deeper into things when they need to just like today we did (laughs) (laughs) wow Coupe a spot on. <laughs> yeah, they really get us. Um, okay, uh, hold on. Um, I started listening about two months. This is in December, so it's a while ago. Two months ago, and listened to every episode they put out in 2018. Wow, that's that's. I feel bad for you. Not a single one Impressive. of them was dull. Great work, guys. You know, we still get a good amount of plays on our first episode. I'm sorry. Don't listen to it, guys. <laughs> I'm seriously, it's horrific. That first episode, our first like the sound quality is poor. We didn't know what we were doing. By 50, we were really hitting our stride, and then Topper quit and then we had to start all over again yeah, and hit our yeah, stride yeah. again and now we're really striving yeah. again. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Topper. Pulling yeah, out RIP. If, if you have not given us a review, um, we, we would love a nice review. It helps us with just to gain more listeners so please do that. Um, and again, if you have not, um, if you if you have any questions, we're going to get back into not Your Mama's questions. We say that a lot and yet we don't do it a lot so we need to start getting back into them. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can do that you can go to nymchristianpodcast.com. You can go to contact on there and you can contact us. It will go to me. Shane doesn't look at any of that stuff. <laughs> I will send it to him if he needs it. Um, you can you can uh, go to any of our Facebook, uh, Instagram, or any of our Facebook, any of our social medias. We don't have yeah. a lot of multiple Facebooks. Um, any of our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're on all those things. Um, the, the links are in the show notes. And if you want to contact
0: us, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. Shane, yeah. is there any other way they could possibly contact us? Sure, Easy. Go outside. Look, next time, wait for it to snow. As we don't have any snow on the ground right now, but wait for it to snow. Get a snowball. Pack it real tightly. And then it's March. We, it might be waiting a while. Yeah. This still snows in March. Sometimes. Pack that snowball real tightly. Then when you see that pesky little groundhog that's been hiding underneath your shed, peg it. Peg it <laughs> with a snowball. Peg <laughs> it hard. Go. It'll be knocked out cold. All right. Go. Wrestle it to the ground. Snowball cold. Get it. Ground. I got, I got what you right? there. Take your question. Tape it on to the Groundhog. Slap his butt, send it away. We'll get it easy. No problem. Yeah, come on. Just no problem. Do it if you want it. If you want it easy.
1: Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review. To support the podcast